0: Everything we know about the media, marketing, and advertising business is being completely upended thanks to technology and data. We're talking with some of the top
1: industry leaders as they steer their companies through constant change. Welcome to Next in Marketing, presented by AppSquire.
0: Hey guys, this is Mike Shields, and this week on Next in Marketing, I spoke to Anthony Mavramanis, head of enterprise customer data science and platforms at American Express. That big title really means that Mavramanis is Amex's machine learning guy. We spoke about how we envision machine learning changing every aspects of Amex's business from using data to communicating with customers. That said, Mavromatis also gave us some real talk about how challenging it will be to implement this kind of huge technological change inside giant slow-moving companies. Let's get started. Welcome to Next in Marketing. Today's guest is Anthony Mavro He's head of enterprise customer data science and platforms at American Express. Hey, Anthony, thanks for being here.
1: Hey, great to be here. Thank you for having me, Mike.
0: So... You have a really interesting title. It sounds like you're the guy that is dealing with data and what kind of marketing technology your company uses and you're the machine learning guy as I understand it. I wanna get into how, you, how your company is using machine learning, but can you help us? This comes up all the time. I feel like you probably hear this a lot. Like I, I feel like people in the advertising and marketing use machine learning, AI, and maybe even computer vision interchangeably. What, give me your definition here of a machine learning what what this lane should how we should consider this
1: um, that's a great um, and uh, great call out and I think um, you know I've heard many people that I have a lot of uh, respect for uh, say we should eliminate the use of the word AI and just focus on machine learning and uh, those who know the origin of, of the use of it um, to to me it's um, it's using statistical techniques to um, to learn uh, and rapidly and um, through use of um, large amounts of data. Um, that, to me, is 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 the statistical part uh, of, of of the machine learning, um, at least as I define it.
0: And the implication is that it's not just like um, you know you can set up an algorithm and it, it will dictate what, what kind of response or what kind of ad someone sees. But this the, the idea overall is that machine learning gets better over time, correct? That gets smarter and... It gets better over
1: time, it learns, uh, but I think, and maybe this is wh- where you're going with this, Mike, it, it really is highly dependent on how you set it up, uh, how you set up its uh, objectives, uh, how you measure it, how you monitor it, how you account for the edge cases, uh, so it, it's a lot more, at least in my mind, than just the model
0: part of it. Got it. Okay. So, all okay, right. Beyond the definitions, wh- what's what's really the vision for machine learning at Amex? How, how is it primarily customer marketing? Is it acquisition? Is it all kinds of things? Wh- what's the vision there? I, I think the
1: the um, the vision for machine learning, I would say, is no different than the vision for all the the tools and solutions that are available to. Uh, to us, as as um, as leaders at, at American Express, which is first and foremost to enhance and augment and reinforce uh, this brand of 160 years. So I think that that would, you know job number one is 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 exactly that, and and um, AI and machine learning are are a a very important tool to to achieve that, but. Ultimately, it's no different in the sense of uh, if we're asking the right questions, uh, they, and these are the questions that I ask my team and is every day is it like is it enhancing the the brand? Is it delivering the designed experience, ex, uh, experience that relates back to the core mission of the company and core values of the company of having. Uh, our customers' backs, delivering premium uh, and value, tangible value uh, every day of their lives. So that's that's the the first and foremost um, objective. From there, you know, we can get into the fact that uh, more and more decisions and more and more of what we do is being powered by that. But ultimately, one of the most important things that any, not just American Express, any company that sets up, uh, a, and dedicates themselves to to leveraging machine learning learning uh, is to make sure that that core value and core objective is front and center uh, of all the decisions that are made, uh, particularly as it comes to AI and ml applications
0: since so much of this is so abstract and hard to maybe wrap your head around maybe you can give me a um, walk me through like a theoretical example. Uh, Like what? What would what an Amex marketing experience be for a customer? Pre machine learning and then post. Like I'm sure that you have, you know, you've got tons of email addresses on your customers, and you can identify them, and you have customer retention software, and you're helping them. You're trying to use the traditional tools to show them better offers or help anticipate what they want. What does that look like pre machine learning versus like you know the where where it's going to be?
1: Yeah, and and maybe. Rather than pre-machine learning, I mean, one of the advantages I would say that you know, machine learning and, and data science in general has been around in different forms, maybe uh, certainly at American Express for for a number of years. I think uh, obviously in the last couple of years, everything has accelerated significantly. So maybe, uh, Mike, if you'll, I would say, like, what does it look like without machine learning versus versus not? I mean, uh, a good a good example is you know, you log in. And I'm going to tie it, if that's okay, to the the core value part, which is uh, you log in uh, if we're really good. So let's take the machine learning example. Um, You come to a website, you come to the app, uh, you pick one. We have a good sense of what the customer need is. And uh, coming back to the core value, the decision, we have thousands of decisions to make uh, at any given point of what we can put in front of the customer, uh, what the experience looks like. And with machine learning, we want to be able to anticipate that need, we want to be able to service that customer's uh, needs as quick as possible uh, in a way that uh, is ideally, if we're really, really good at it, it is feels almost like a human interaction. Um, going back you know, to the very origins of, of customer experience, customer service, we're all in person. If We're really good in your machine learning and your experimentation and your your system is set up really well anticipating, it's hitting that core value, resolve um, the customer inquiry, whatever their intent is, they're trying to check their bill, all the way to they see a transaction they don't recognize. And then it would really good add in on a predictive basis, what is most relevant potentially of value to the customer, something they didn't know about their particular uh, card, um, a benefit they may not be using, or something new that they might not be aware of—a uh, new Amex offer, as an example. So that's that's all the power that AI and ML is able to to do, and it's able to do that at, at very very large scales, which frankly uh, humans are not very well suited at to do. Certainly not in real time. So that's the. Let me pause there. That's uh, I think the part of the power, as at least as I see it, is of, of of using machine learning in that example.
0: So in your, in your organization, like like you described, it wasn't like one day, I, I think you decided, oh, you know, we're just using machine learning and you got a, you bought a machine learning kit and plugged it in. I, like you've gradually been trying to do this over time. It sounds like, so where are you now in that progression? And then uh, like, how long will it, how long will it take if there's ever a day that you're like fully using machine learning the way you, you want to be?
1: So I think that um, that's a great question and, and clearly it's an evolution uh, one of the big milestones that we hit actually uh, last month was um, is rolling out, at least in the U.S. market, our orchestra um, centralized uh, personalization platform that powers the experience I just described and the predictions that I just described. Um, I think companies historically have been pretty good at figuring out what uh, to to you know what's the the offer, what's the message. Uh, what orchestra does is it solves the rest of the who, what, what, when, uh, what you know in uh, questions. The 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 rest of the questions of, okay, I have a series of of potential experiences and content. Uh, who do I serve it to? Uh, when do I serve it to them? Um, how do I even serve it up to them? And uh, in what channel? In what context do I do that? And so that, that has been a big milestone for us. It's been almost a three-year journey. Uh, to, to get that capability in a, in a channel agnostic, very customer-centric manner. Uh, one solution powering all the, the experiences, all the channels um, in real time. So that to, to us has been a big, uh, w- with experimentation and learning built in. That's been a big milestone, at least from where I sit, uh, and a big part of what I've been focused on. So... There's obviously a lot more to go but it at least uh, for for us as American Express has now put us in a position to really think about the next generation of personalization uh, how do we uh, f- further strengthen the experience the brand the 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 suite of things that we can we can power um, across our our,
0: our our many channels okay so you're you just three years ago you you guys are deciding we're gonna, we need we need to we need to get really serious here. Orchestra's your own. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's right. Did you decide? Okay, we maybe we should just get a partner and and go all go all, all in on one marketing technology company, or we have to build build our own because it's so important to us. Like, what was that decision like? Uh, that's a great uh,
1: point around uh, external buy versus build. The when I started this role like three years ago, um, like maybe many companies, there was a lot of legacy, um, infrastructure legacy platforms. And actually some of it was was the third party uh, solutions. When you want to build a, uh, and a lot of think companies go through this journey or are going through this journey. When you think about taking a customer first, customer centric approach, when you uh, talk about the core values that you wanna be able to do that, you can't have different channels having different optimizations, different technology stacks, different, you name it, right? Um, and, and those are
0: all things that happen when, over time when companies- Over time, exactly. I load and they do add stuff here and there and no one knows what it's all, what it's all doing.
1: And more importantly, if you want to make a change, you know, (laughs) know, it becomes, you know, it's almost uh, comical, right? Uh, You know, when I first took on the role, I said, well, I want to change this. I said, no, 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 please don't make that change because that's going to involve months and months of like- (laughs) dominoes uh, will fall and things get screwed up. You know, please don't put, uh, and and conversely, we would, you know, say, well, don't put too many different types of offers there because it's just going to screw things up, right? It's going to be too complicated. So that's where you have to take a step back and say, okay, where? do we want to be? Um, and um, how do we want the customer experience to be? Because ultimately, that's what we want to solve for. And then work your way backwards for what does that mean for your technology stack? What does you need for your, your setup uh, stack? What does it mean for your machine learning stack? And recognize you can't do this. And in, 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 most importantly, you cannot do this in, in, in a year. You can't do this in a, a six-month period. It's just you have to have that organizational commitment. And I'm very lucky that- It's, uh, organiz- you know,
0: it's an organization-wide endeavor that has it's to- It's an
1: organization-wide. And it starts from the top and belief and, and support. And the onus was on us to, as we went through that process, to keep showing small wins Small proof of concept that you know we can drive as an example higher engagement, be it measured through your click-through rate. You know we are getting more people uh, engaging with our content. Uh, we are reaching more people, um, even in these baby steps. But that's basically what it is, and the process of trying to decide. Um, the reality is that the design and the solution is um, internally built, but but it is built also on a lot of open source solutions. Um, and certainly I can speak for the AI and ML part. Um, you know, we we are the beneficiaries of, and we stand on the shoulders of many, many uh, uh, very, very smart individuals that uh, keep mus- pushing the, the envelope of what AI and ML can do, uh, seemingly on a weekly basis, right? I mean, it's just uh, the pace of innovation is just uh, a breakneck at this point.
0: But it must be hard when you're trying to institute that throughout a big company, when you're the guy coming in screwing up at how everyone does things like you're the guy that's like you know i'm going to change your system and it's going to be really uh unfamiliar challenging like that can't be easy to to implement over time
1: so i think that it i will not um sugarcoat it it is not an easy uh, thing (laughs) to do um and we we always anticipated that there would be a bit fair component of change management i talked a bit about showing wins uh, as you get along um Perhaps most important is to recognize that the marketer's role in the immediate term and certainly in the next five to 10 years is going to change. And I believe it's going to change for the better. Um, I mean, let me give you an example. Um, I talked a bit kind of half jokingly about, um, you know, please don't add more content or please don't create more versions of the same, right? Uh, Because it's just gonna break the system and then I have to go into it. We are in a place now where um, uh, you know we are enabling the marketer to focus on their the core value, the core essence of their job. I, I think uh, you know new hires are often uh, we're often kind of surprised. You know they hire big talent, marketers, MBAs, and then a lot of their job turns out to be very mechanical. Um, Oh, I need to set up this offer. I need to figure out who uh, and when it should go. So we've 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 given that. That's a job that's really, really that machine learning is really well suited to do. I take this massive amounts of data uh, and just focus on what you want to create. What and this is where machines are not very good at yet. But it's that creativity, that judgment piece um, that we're allowing more and more of that marketers' time to be focused on that. And then let the, 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 the orchestra solution take care of which channel, when, um, you know, what are the, what's the best variant for a particular customer and so on and so forth. Take care of the rest of that value chain. Uh, and I believe that that's only going to continue. Um, and I like to describe it enough, or describe it as, as AI as your coworker almost. Um, let, 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 you know, right, he's not taking it. your job, he's making it better.
0: He's making your life easier.
1: It is making it better, and um, guess what? In in this, uh, you know, 160 years ago, when the company first started, there was, there were, there weren't seven, eight different ways you can communicate right. with a company. Um, now we have, and and within, you know, within the web, there's all kinds of different experiences and so on. You 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 almost have no choice but to to, to leverage uh, those those automated solutions and and powered by machine learning. Uh, that's not to say that they work kind of in a black box or on their own. Very much still a lot of human oversight to that. Um, but that's really about how how we tune and how we leverage uh, the
0: these AI ML solutions. So you, you you keep referring to how you want you want to be able. So many brands want to do more with their data. They're good, they're they have they've have way more than they even can use. I imagine a big part of this is is being able to extract and use that data at, at scale in ways you could not in the past? Uh, that is
1: definitely a big component of it. And in fact, um, I talked about the three-year journey to get to uh, this important milestone with orchestra. A big part of that is is—is um, credit goes to to the engineering teams that, that work with us. A large part of it was just harnessing the data, bringing it even just together, even just starting with something super basic. Um, and um, leveraging the, the the data that is actually generated, but often not stored. When a data scientist comes in, um, the data angle that they bring is very different because um, we know what the potential is for using the data. Anything from small clicks or the time that a customer spends in a particular uh, experience is valuable insights to us. So I would say that 80% of the effort is really about that engineering, uh, the 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 data and... Um, it's, it's uh, not often talked about, I think, as much as it should, because a lot of the glory goes to the AI and the machine learning part of it. But really, it, a lot of it is just getting that information centralized. And, and uh, to your point, Mike, the data is a lot bigger, uh, harder to move around than it ever has been. The, the data exhaust itself of, a one, of one placement can be very, really, very significant.
0: Uh, And 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 technologically challenging to manage. You can't just send a couple emails and move the data around. That's not how it works. Um, What about okay? So on that note, you're talking about how you 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 know it took a long time to put all the data in the right place, and now you're trying to make the most of it. The ad business is going through a weird moment where you're going to have theoretically, it's going to be harder to identify people because you're not going to have cookies. Apple is restricting what you can do in mobile devices. On the one hand, maybe you're maybe machine learning is arriving at just the right time when you're going to have to that that'll nudge the industry to get more into this and need, and need these systems. Or does it make your your job that much harder? So the the scope of my
1: role is um, almost exclusively uh, existing customers, and um, most of the the interactions we are on our assets. So our by so design, you know
0: who those people are. It's less less than you're not. You're less worried right. about cookies and. We're less
1: worried about cookies. that because we we have to have them self-identify uh, to log in to to what have you. Right. Um, but yes, the the broader industry, I think, there's a lot of um, uh, questions uh, out there about ability to. To identify, uh, and I think these are very, very good questions, and and it comes down to privacy as well, um, which uh, I think uh, there are a lot more questions out there um, and more attention, which I think is also a good thing uh, across the industry.
0: That's interesting on privacy. How do you manage that? Do you like do you because you're primarily focused on first party data, your direct relationships with customers? Theoretically, you're in better shape than. A, a brand who has to really rely on trying to harvest data to, to target people, you know, customers always want to have, they, they don't want things to feel creepy, but they, they want you to anticipate their needs and know them. How do you balance that?
1: Um, that's the, that's a critical question. And um, I mean, let me start with the basics. Um, I think that, First and foremost, when people do business with American Express, um, there's an expectation, and rightly so, that their privacy will be um, respected. And I'm not just referring to the, the legal piece, we have very explicit Customer-facing commitments around what data we will and what you will not use, and um, I can tell you, kind of uh, on, from the other side, that's that's very much not only um, applied, but this—it's something that is front and center in a lot of these decisions. Because to your point, Mike, um, once you take it the next step, it's a very thin line between creepy and very personalized. Right? Like, how right. do you and know you that... yourself
0: as a membership company? Right? Like... That's
1: right. And, and but we hear it both ways like we you know in doing customer listening sessions um you know they understand yes we, we trust you american express um but they also have expectations about us knowing them and so say like come on like I, i've been a customer with you for 20 years i, I spend right you why know, put all my money on, you? yeah why do i have to tell you like i really like you know italian food from you know this you know, this type right right so um if we do it really good, really well, we're able to meet that, um, in and in a way that, uh, to you, to your point, is strikes that right balance. Because uh, a key ingredient to to personalization is um, knowing and recognizing the customer, and we're blessed with um, with a, a rich data ecosystem because we have the relationship with the customer and with the merchant. So we're really able to to get a, a, a good understanding, but we also very clear on where we draw the lines on what transactions we will not use. Uh, and we've made public commitments to that. And, and above that, um, knowing where there's gonna be value and it's, it's reasonable. Um, to do that, um, using uh, our customer graph in terms of understanding uh, the preferences um, and leveraging them to bring value to to the customer, and in fact, more recently with the, the changes that we've had as a result of the pandemic, that's come in very handy to be able to to, to rapidly uh, adjust to a changing environment.
0: If you can think think outside of Amex for a second. I would argue, maybe the, the promise of personalization in advertising and marketing has fallen short of at least the way it's been touted. Would you agree with that? And do you have a, you have a sense why? I,
1: I would say it's a it's a mixed um, mixed outcomes. I've seen a few experiences that are good, but you're right. I think there's a lot of um, instances where um, either the experience falls short, or it's um, it's just not um, not quite what I think. Uh, anybody would expect it to be given the state of 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 technology and machine learning and AI and I think that um, you know it the suggestion I would make to, to, to folks that may be listening and are interested in, in trying to create that that better experience is that um, the measurement of of uh, and the objectives and the, the, the functions that you're trying to optimize, Are probably the most important thing in the whole ecosystem yes having the data yes having the ai and having the talent there's a whole bunch of things that need to go in there but how you assess that experience and how you measure it um if it's really good because whatever experience you design is going to communicate some design intent whether you do it by deliberately or not so the the challenge for and particularly for everybody, not just the the, the data science teams, but also the product and, and the technology team, but is it, it really how do you make sure that the the design intent, the value that you have, the core principle that you want to be able to translate comes through in that experience uh, across the the visual experience, the the, the content. Uh, you name it and i i mean i can give you an example of where uh that sometimes works sometimes that doesn't work please so, I, you know, one of the the roles that that I have is managing the the machine learning um, behind the, the 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 bot. So, um, uh, you can any customer can log in. If they get stuck somewhere, they have a question, they can click on the Ask Amex button, and that gets you to um, the uh, the Ask Amex bot, which you can type in your questions. And the first line is uh, um, and, is an automated system, and then uh, selectively we go on and. I'm just giving that as an example, but you can can easily translate that to the other. You could come to me and say, like, I I just want to automate as much as possible. Right. And guess what? Uh, It might work for some experiences, but at some point it's going to come in and people are going to realize and customers are going to realize all you care about is automation. Right. I'm a dying
0: talker person. You will not let me and I'm mad at you. Um, you can't solve my problem. I'm yelling at the bot. <laughs>
1: yeah, why are you keep talking to me? And, and bot is one experience you can talk about IVR, or you can talk about uh, the the you know when you first call in. Um, the number of times we've held held uh, you know yelled into the, the the phone, right? Or I've heard you know, my <laughs> representative representative, right? Um, <laughs> so that's exactly where your intent and your design really comes in, because. Um, If your objective is, no, I want to resolve the customer's need as fast as possible, then that's a very different paradigm uh, versus I want to try to optimize my automation piece around that. Um, Because then it becomes a holistic experience of where does the human, what's the human's role? What is it that the uh, AI machine learning component can do and we feel comfortable with? At what point do you quickly transition? Uh, How do you build empathy into the system? Um, you're right, that becomes a very different objective function. And I think spending time thinking about that is one of the keys to developing and, 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 and keeping an experience that really is successful to your point in terms of feeling personalized and feeling relevant um, and uh, successful in the long term.
0: Given the work that you've done and the and the and the vast amount of data you, you have and the, you, the, what you're going to learn over time, you know, I, you know, Orchestra Imagine, I imagine, it's going to get stronger and smarter as it goes on. Could you imagine, you know, this being used outside of Amex? Like, could you ever see, you know, like you said, the builder buy question is going to come up in so many other brands. Would you ever want to be, you know, outsourcing this to other marketers? Is that crazy? Where, where could this else? Where could this be applied? You know that.
1: Um, it's a great question, and uh, one that I've, I haven't really th- thought that much. But we're just excited to have it. Um, but I would say nothing is outside of the the realm. I think right now we're looking um, at the you know expanding to other markets within within uh, American Express as well, um, and we're looking to harness the the power of what we have uh, for to. To, to build new experiences that before we wouldn't, uh, would be much harder to stitch together. So uh, some of it is optimizing existing experiences. Um, the Amex offers ecosystem is a great one where car- customers come in and uh, we have offers uh, that are tailored and personalized to them uh, from our merchants as part of the, the relationships we have with them. But really, That's a great example of where we would love to be able to take that uh, on a on a more proactive basis. You you traveled to, um, hopefully all of us will be traveling soon again. Uh, But you traveled right to 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 London or what have you. How do we anticipate what you might need, what might be relevant at that particular time? You landed in the in the the morning. Like, do you have a hotel? Do you have um, some? would we have some some locations that we can suggest? Uh, do you, do you, there's some offers specifically for that merchant? So, uh, how do we? You know, I talked a lot about the servicing component of it, and 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 getting and servicing them quickly, efficiently, and sh- uh, as as uh, a, a fast as possible. But also, how do we? surprise and delight them and bring value to their everyday experience so that to me is the is the next chapter um of of, of personalization and and getting ahead uh and and delivering that that uh, either existing uh or potentially new new um new value for for card members
0: anthony i want to maybe take a look a broader look at, at what we're talking about here and maybe we'll wrap on this topic um One of the interesting things we're we're almost we're less than a week from from an election. Hopefully, the country holds together here. But one of the more interesting things that come out of this race has been Andrew Yang and his his candidacy and talking about a lot of things we're talking about. He, but you know, he's he's spoken about how AI is going to improve a lot of work at companies, but he's also talked about how low skilled jobs are going to take a hit and people are going to need retraining. You know, you've talked about how obviously this is going to help your your workforce unlock their potential and not have to do all the all the stuff they don't want to do but on a macro level how much does the american workforce need to sort of prepare for this get retrained do we need a lot of more do we need a whole bunch of new people more data scientists everyone can everyone learn this like where is thing where are things going from a macro employment level so
1: i know and on the personal level, I think it's uh, really great that folks like Andrew Yang are, are bringing even uh, this important topic to the forefront. And I think it's, a, um, I'm glad to see it part of the, the increasingly part of the the, the common discourse uh, because AI and machine learning is uh, is definitely upon us and um, its impact is only going to increase going forward. And um, I can't speak too much to one way or the other, but I, I do, do think that, um, it is um, it is often um, overblown, almost in terms of what it, it will do. Like the um, what I see as a as a data scientist in terms of the the code that I'm looking at and some of the depictions of what it can do. Um, on the flip side, are potentially exaggerated as well. Um, I can tell you from from where I sit. Uh, I know you you mentioned the point I made that it, it is. Um, it is more of a I see it at least um, as a, a co worker rather than, um, than uh, replacing, uh, because, and let me give you a concrete example. Um, With orchestra as an example, uh, we see now that marketers are creating a lot more content than they ever had before. (laughs) So you could say, well, why are you doing? Why? Well, why is that happening? It's because, well, they don't have to worry so much about every single creative, every single offer. Who should it go to? What should it look like? What is the best one for which segment, which channel? That's taken care uh, of. They can do the also all, fine, it's all cool taken stuff. care of. So, technology. I think I would leave everybody with this the thought: that technology, and I don't care which technology you're referring to, has this funny way of solving one you know problem on sort or perceived problem on one side. Um, and and kind of helping you on one side. But then on the on the just almost almost at the same time, it starts generating these other demands on the other side. And it's just this really tricky piece. and and, you know, uh, you can start with like any technology, you know, the washing machine, right? It's like, oh, it's freed up more time, but then you just wash more clothes. Um and it's kind of the same thing. like all of a sudden now we see, um, and it's great from the customer's perspective. You know, that's part of what is exciting for me is that the volume they're able to generate and and it, the the creativity that that goes into that is just um, increased multifold because we know that uh, orchestra can make 200,000 decisions in a second, you know? Um, and it's, that's what it's doing for, across multiple touch points is about multiple customers. And we're, we've built in the ability to learn and to listen to the customer in a systematic way. I, they like this, they don't like this. Oh, let's adjust. Let's, you know, maybe this isn't the right one for this particular customer or for this particular time. Um, and so that's, I think, um, if nothing else, at least been my experience, which is that just as it takes over some, uh, some parts of, 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 of roles, it, it seems to create others other opportunities for different work, um, Elsewhere, so um, maybe this is a, a um, bit of a biased view on the impact of machine learning. I think it's you know something we should keep talking about. No doubt, du- no, no doubt about that. But um, at least that's that's been a bit of my experience on that front.
0: Yeah, that very much reminds me of the early days of programmatic advertising. It was going to be oh, there's going to be no more salespeople, and agencies aren't going to use them anymore, and everyone's going to get you know fired. And it turned out you needed a lot more people. You needed different kinds of people, but. It, it, it created new jobs in a, in a, in a way, and different kinds of talent. So it's, it was a net positive. It's just, it just it, that it does happen all the time.
1: And I think you can use that uh, example across multiple areas where there was exactly that concern. I think um, you know tellers, right, automated ATM machines. Are they, right. We're not going to need them. It turns out, no. You have actually more tellers uh, right. because that human interaction becomes even more valuable and also more to the essence of what you want it to be, as opposed to can I can. I, Can I be more transactional? Because there's parts of it that are transactional easier uh, uh, to do that um, with the machine.
0: Very, very, very true. Anthony, thanks so much for for great conversation. It's really interesting stuff. And I appreciate your time here.
1: Mike, uh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.
0: A big thanks to my guest this week, Anthony Mavramatis, head of enterprise customer data science and platforms at American Express. And of course, my partners at AppsFlyer. If you like this episode, please take a moment to rate and leave a review. We have lots more to bring you, so be sure to hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you next time for more on what's next in marketing. Thanks for listening.